Welcome to the Adventure Gran Canaria podcast, a show that explores the journey of expats who start a new life in Spain and Gran Canaria. I'm your host, Sven von Scheidemann, and today's guest is Kayla Crane. Kayla works for an NGO in Gran Canaria, and we will talk about living on a volcanic island, Gran Canaria's nice cultural mix, and the challenge of breaking into local social groups. This episode is brought to you by AdventureGranCanaria.com, the go-to resource for expats, digital nomads, active travelers and nature lovers. If you're planning to move to Gran Canaria, sign up for the mini course where I tell you how to quadruple your chance of finding a job, how to overcome homesickness by finding new peeps and how to be confident in speaking Spanish in no time. Plus, I show you step by step how to get your first important paperwork done. Now, over to Kayla. Good evening, Kyla. Nice for having you here. Nice to be here. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kyla, <laughs> tell us a bit about you. What's your home country and why did you move to Gran Canaria? Um, well, I'm originally from the U.S. I'm from the area of Indiana, kind of the border between Indiana and Kentucky. Um, very rural, traditional area of the U.S. And um, I ended up in Gran Canaria because I was originally living in Menorca. Um, and I was teaching English, and I kind of wanted to leave that to the side, so I decided I wanted to look outside of the area to find a job, and I, I found a job here, and I ended up here. <laughs> how, how long have you been here in Gran Canaria now? Um, it was a year last September. All right. So like a year and a half, kind of. All right. So um, before you lived in, in Menorca. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, not Mallorca. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what are the differences between Gran Canaria and Menorca or, or what place did you like more or do you like more? It's hard to say because there are things that I like about both and there are things that I maybe don't enjoy so much about um, either one of them. Um, the things that maybe are similar is that, you know, they're both islands. So I think living in an area where it's kind of closed off like that um, kind of shapes the way people live and um, and... Also, they're islands, so you know they, you always have the sea around, and so that shapes the way that people uh, live as well. So, um, I definitely like living near the ocean. I like having the sea um, around me. I like the, what it does to the way people live because I think it kind of slows people down, and um, it's something for me that's always been very, uh, very strange because I'm from the middle of my country where there's no big body of water. Really, yeah. it's it's just. Um, rivers and we don't really have the same relationship with the the water that we do have around so okay. um, so that's really interesting um as far as big differences between the two places i'd say that you know in Menorca it's much smaller more traditional you don't have a big city um here it's a big city but it's not for me it's not too too big i've lived in in madrid before i've lived in um in a big air big city type of environment and okay. it's not really for me so you, here you, really you've good. seen quite a lot of, of Spain, huh? right? Yeah, actually, um, I originally, the first time I was in Spain, I was studying, and I really thought, I'm never going to get another chance to be in Spain, to be in Europe, maybe, so I could take advantage of it, and I did as much traveling as I could, so I saw um, everything but Galicia, I think I've seen so far. So. Um, have you been here in Gran Canaria as a tourist before, or you just went here because you found a job? Um, actually, a few months before I got the job, I came to visit my friend for the first time. She'd been here for about a year. We met in Menorca. She's from Canada. 
Um, so I came here to visit her and then just re- literally I wasn't looking for work here. I was kind of looking for work in Barcelona or somewhere close to Menorca. So I'd be close to Menorca. And one day I just looked for all of Spain and this offer came up here. So I thought, I already know people. It would be, I liked it when I was there. So, you know. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, was, yeah it was, it a, was a nice opportunity. Yeah, it definitely was. It's yeah. been a good year and a half. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> as you're not a not an European citizen, um, I imagine you had to do a couple more, or you had a bit more of paperwork to do, right? to to live in Spain yeah. or in the Canary Islands. Yeah, definitely. Um, when I first went to Menorca, I was a basically a student. I was doing a program through the Ministry of Culture and Education um, mm-hmm. in Spain. And it's a program where they uh, match up native speakers with schools that where they teach English to help out uh, the teachers there and the, to give the students kind of a, a taste of the culture and like what a real person who, who speaks English natively is like. Um, so every year I had to renew my um, student visa. That was a pain. It was, it's very complicated. Sometimes they give it to you for a year. Sometimes they give it to you for just <laughs> the term of the... How, the, how come the, uh, uh, the times are different? I mean, I, do, I really don't know. Okay. I don't Let, know. The first... Let's say Sorry. Spain is different. Yeah. <laughs> it, it always depends uh, who is sitting in front of you. It depends a lot, yes. Yeah, I think so. Whoever's <laughs> okay. got your paper and can put a stamp on it. So. Yes. Um, and after that, I actually uh, I got married. So I'm actually married. And that's how I had ended up getting my paperwork to get her like a real job. And, yeah. cool. and that was a relief because that means I didn't have to do it every year and go through the extrajería and do all that stuff because that for me that's the worst in Spain <laughs> <laughs> yeah that costs a lot of time you know? every every year again sitting there and waiting yeah so um, uh, I imagine you do remember when you landed here the first time in Gran Canaria so um, how, how did it feel how was your I remember- feeling Before landing, actually, I remember seeing the peak of um, Tele, and um, it was a really strange sight because there were clouds everywhere, and I could only see the top of the, the mountain. Yeah, but the, ta- the, ta- the Tele is on the wrong island. I know, but, you know, it was, I saw it on the way here, um, and I thought, wow, that's crazy. I've never, I've never been on an island that was, like, volcanic, I guess, and so I was really excited, and when I, when I landed here, For me, it was very different because uh, Menorca is very white. The stone tends mm. to be quite white, especially around the airport. And so you have the white of the stone, you have the green of the pines and the other trees. And here, the, it's it's volcanic, so it's dark. And um, it was just a different view. But I was I was really excited. I really felt like this was going to be a whole new um, era for me. So. Yeah. This is always, for me, also a nice view when I when I'm coming back with the airplane and I'm seeing Gran Canaria, the Tay uh, Day in, in the background, uh, with a mm-hmm. bit of luck with sunset, is always a wonderful, wonderful picture. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what is the very first thing you did after arriving, after leaving your stuff in your uh, apartment or, or whatever you had in, at that time? That's a little harder to remember. I <laughs> think that first day... I probably met up with my friend. We were I was staying at her place while I was looking for an apartment. I probably met with her and we went and 
I don't know, had a beer or something. I remember that first weekend I went to the birthday party of a friend of hers. So it was a little strange. I was around all these people I didn't know celebrating the birthday of someone that I only yeah. sort of knew. But did you went um, to the to the beach after the first time or just, just having a beer? I weekend, I, def I arrived on like a Friday and I, that weekend I definitely went to the, the beach. So, yeah. <laughs> like, like, of course, you have to go to the beach when you're arriving here. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you're living uh, in the in the north part of the island uh, in Las mm -hmm. Palmas de Gran Canaria. So um, you you lived also in Spain in a lot of um, different cities and, and islands. So um, what do you think about the quality of living in Gran Canaria's capital? It's really nice. I mean, uh, this is a place where you can live very calmly, very easily. And, and it, I think it's just easy to live here. Like, you know, the weather's nice. So if you have to be out, um, whether you're going to do an errand or you're, you're going out to the beach or whatever, you know, it's never so bad that it's, it's a hassle to go out of your house. Um, which for me, that's a huge thing. Because like in Indiana, the weather is awful in the winter. You have snow and sometimes rain and then you have everything from tornadoes to blizzards you know sometimes yeah, so yeah, yeah. i like the stability yeah. of the of the weather um although sometimes it's not very sunny i can say that but um i think the people are laid back um it's a nice cultural mix i think as well um you have beach next door you have mountains to go explore you have you any kind you want to do so i think it's great yeah you just said something very very important uh you know every everywhere in the world uh, people are, are killing each other because of religion uh, because of nationalities and and, and uh, all those stuff but here you you really can be in las palmas de gran canaria with people from different nationalities religions they're all sitting together at the beach and nothing happens Yeah, I mean, it's especially apparent in my area because I live near uh, near the port and near Las Canteras Beach. And this is really touristy. And so you have the mix of all the tourists coming off the cruise ships and you have um, just this area in general. There's so many different groups and I, I, lo I love it. I think it's amazing to walk out <laughs> the street and see so many different people. Um, so how, how does it feel to be a foreigner in Las Palmas de Gran Canada if you're, we're already in this uh, in this topic? Um, I mean, I don't feel like it's like I notice it too too much. I mean, um, I think it's it's easy. I mean, I don't have any trouble when I go and do my things. The only thing that's maybe a little um, kind of obnoxious sometimes is when you know I've been in Spain for six years and I speak yeah. Spanish and yeah. I like to speak Spanish, and so someone that. You know, they're used to seeing foreigners, and so they just automatically, you know, in English they talk to you, and I'm a little like. But I've just learned over time that, you know, if I want to speak Spanish, I just continue with Spanish. So it's not a problem or anything. Um, the only thing I would say about being a foreigner um, is that it can be hard to break into the social groups that have been here. You know, you meet people that are friends from when they were five years old. So it's hard to get into that and be to be remembered as a possibility as someone you, that they could hang out with and include in their groups. Yes. So. But yeah. every time. It's But uh, I, I think I wrote on the page uh, about it a couple of times. Um, this is, this might, uh, you know, it's not that easy to connect to the local folks, like, like finding real friends, because um, even though they know you're living here, 
they know that a lot of expats they're uh, they're they're not making it they're staying here maybe half a year and most of them have to leave again yeah it's true yeah i think that's back of their mind but I think it's more than that it's just the fact that you know on Saturdays they meet up with this group of people and it's always the same and so when it comes to the time to make plans they don't think about including other people <laughs> um, <laughs> but I have noticed um, if it's someone that's lived you know in another country or um, in another city too they know what it's like to be on the outside and so they're usually a little more um, they make it a point to include you and to make you feel um, a part of, of their circle of friends they're more open to, to yeah. including it's meeting new people in general yeah. i think is there is there one thing you really hate about uh, about grand canaria besides the paperwork for example <laughs> actually the paperwork here was easier than in madrid so i can't complain okay. so much about that um one thing maybe is the fact that it's kind of far away from the the mainland mm -hmm. like for me to go home it's three at least three flights so it would be nice if i yeah, were this is, uh, how long do you need 12 hours 14 hours no like uh, 17 usually 17 so yeah with all the stops oh. and everything so um oh. plus my parents live about 45 minutes from the airport so then we have to get in the car and drive um so for me that's I often think about whether I should move to, you know, to Barcelona. Yeah, it's, it's, a, just, it's a pretty tough journey. Yeah. yeah, but beyond that, I mean, I don't do that every day, obviously, so it's not that yeah. big of a deal. Um, other than that, there isn't much work here, so that's kind of... <laughs> it's hard <laughs> here, yes. Yeah, even more for foreigners. Yeah, and the variety of work. Ten, the offers you see tend to be the same thing over and over, so... Bars, Those, restaurants, yeah, are, are yeah. mostly the the offers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And then for a, for a, I can it's my podcast. I can say it, for a shitty salary. Yeah, uh, the salaries aren't so great either. But you know, you you weigh your the things that you have, the pluses and the minuses. And you know, I think for me, the quality of life, the the what you have at hand that you can take advantage of those kinds of things way more than than a salary yeah. as long as i can make enough to buy a ticket home once in a while then i'm good yeah right yeah. so we talked already about um meeting people and local friends but what i would like to know is um is um, i can imagine that the um, like the the u.s american community in grand canary is not that big No, no. So, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I mean, if they're here, I don't know where they are. I only so, know. And, and, and because of that, um, I, I, I think there are not many stores or, or supermarkets with typical American food. So um, is there one thing you're really missing from your home country besides friends and family? People always ask me that about food. Yeah. And the only thing I can say is, and then it's, it's a little better here, um, I miss... In the U.S., especially in my area, we had a, very, a wide variety of foreign foods as far as restaurants. Like we had really good Mexican restaurants. We have, uh, you know, Japanese restaurants, everything. Um, and it was pretty easy to find. So I do kind of miss good Mexican food, but um, I make things oh, at home. You should go back to Madrid. Did you listen to the latest podcast with, with Daniel? Yeah, yeah, and actually when I lived in Madrid, I thought I had... We searched out a few places, but we never found anything that was really that great. So yeah. I would be interested in trying that if I ever go back to Madrid. 
So there, there's nothing here on the on the whole island uh, which is similar to to the. Actually, I went to one place, um, and it was up near La Ballena, I think, and it was it was decent. We went there for our Christmas um, dinner last year, or year before last, at work. So it was actually pretty darn good. It was the best I've had in Spain. So the yeah. best in I mean, Spain. Do you remember the name? There's something about. Rio, or I'll have to tell you later. I don't remember. Okay. I'll ask. Uh, I, I can. I will put a link uh, below the video later. Yeah. So so people can can give it a try. Yeah. yeah. So um, you already knew Spanish, the Spanish language. Um, uh, what do you think? How important is it for foreigners when they are coming to Gran Canaria or or Spain in general? How important is it to to learn the Spanish language? I think it really depends on your priorities. I mean, um, I honestly don't have that many Spanish friends right now. Um, I think it takes time to get to know them and to get in, like I said before, to get into their, their circles. But I think you just miss so much if you don't know Spanish. And I personally would feel awful not being able to understand. For example, when you do paperwork, paperwork would be just impossible. Because nothing, it's not clear in Spanish. So... You know, if you don't know Spanish, then it's completely, you're just lost. Um, so I think it's really important. I think there's a lot that you get um, about the culture and about the people when you know the language. So I think, you know, people open up to you a lot more when you can speak a few words of their language. So um, Spanish people are pretty open and pretty nice anyway. But if you if you really can communicate with them, it, it opens a completely different door. So I think it's super important. How did you how did you find uh, connections here? Other people from whatever from from foreign countries or, or locals? What did you what did you do? Um, to meet people, you mean like? Yes. Um, well, I mean, I, I've done a lot of things. Usually, when I go to a new place, I know that you just have to get out there and do a variety of activities with a variety of people. So, um, the internet's a, a great resource for that facebook is, is great you can search for groups you know if you'd like to do sports or this or that um and just talking to people like talking to my um my co-workers about like things that they do and um and i mean as you know like uh, sites like internations and things like that for expats yes. um i i we can talk about this um we met uh, i think around a year ago i think so yeah. around a year ago <laughs> Um, through the platform internations.org um, I can explain it later uh, below the video or so it's a it's a global community uh, that connects foreign people wherever they are living yeah, yeah. and so sites like that sites like couch surfing because um, people I think couch surfing people think of it as like you go and you stay with someone but it has a whole different side of like mingling with locals and getting to know the area with the help of locals so um, using the internet really is just everything you can find it all. So as long as you, we're, you know, we're such a such a glad uh, generation that we have internet nowadays. Yeah, and I mean that's what we're doing right now. So it's yes, amazing. yeah, right. Uh, even though we're I don't know five minutes, uh, you're living five minutes from here. Yeah, <laughs> Santa Catalina. Huh? Yeah. yeah, I sometimes Skype with friends here just because we're like oh, I'm tired of WhatsApping, so yeah, let's Skype. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, um, Kyla, is there uh, one advice you like to offer to, to new people who are coming to Gran Canaria? To hear specifically, um, 
I don't know, but in general, like if you're gonna live in a new place, I think the first few months are the hardest. Um, you're gonna feel maybe like, why did I move here? I don't know anybody. I'm not doing anything. You know, you start to doubt yourself. But the, if you can get over those first few months, like just get out there and do as much as you can. If someone says, hey, do you want to do this? Do it. Um, you never know who you're gonna meet or what you're gonna do, and, and if you're, you're gonna like it. So um, just be active, really active. And live today. Just do it. Uh, go out yeah. and. Uh, in enjoy life exactly and talk to people and talk to people yeah and i think this is even important if you don't speak spanish perfect yeah no, totally. uh, i i remember when i came to to gran canaria a decade ago um I, well i i knew cerveza y café con leche Yeah, and they say it, but um, <laughs> you know poco a poco i i learned the the uh, the language Uh, but I, what I realized at that time that people, even though uh, you don't speak the, uh, the language perfectly, they help you and they're going to, to talk to you and they help even help you with, with uh, vocabulary and all those things. Yeah, stuff. I love it. Yeah. I love to help. Yeah, very lovely people. Yeah, Kaila. Um, now my my uh, bonus question. Uh, I like. Uh, I, I asked. I'm asking to to all the people I'm I'm interviewing. What is your favorite book and why? I hate these questions. So I'm glad that you have <laughs> given me because um, I have a really bad memory. So people ask me, "What's your favorite song?" And I'm like, uh, I, "That one." Um, so I prepared. Um, I made a list and everything. <laughs> um, I, favorite book, I'm not sure that I have, um, but I have some favorite authors that I can give you. Um, one of them is Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, he wrote a couple of books like Outliers, Blink, The Tipping Point. It's kind of, um, for example, Outliers it's, uh, talks about successful people and the similarities in their stories and like what makes them... What makes them successful. Yeah, exactly. And then Blink was really interesting too because it was about kind of your instincts. What's going on when you're with it, when, you, when you're doing something without thinking? Like what's going on in that split second when you you make the decision to act when mm -hmm. it's not actually an active decision of your own? Um, and then the tipping point was about um, trends and what makes things go viral and, and everything like that. So those are really really interesting. And then another author would be Kurt Vonnegut, who's actually from Indiana as well. He writes a lot of like funny, funny, funny stories. Actually, he's dead, so he wrote <laughs> a lot of funny stories. Um, and another author would be Christopher Moore. He also wrote kind of um, funny, ridiculous stories. So. Okay, I, you have to send me the names later so I can uh, search them. Uh, I, I like the the book uh, about the success. Uh, I, I, I might. I recommend any of his books. They're really good. I might buy it for for myself. Yeah. Sounds. <laughs> okay, Kyla, we're done basically. Um, do you want to add something? Do you want to greet someone, your family, um, your mother in the United States? <laughs> Hi, mom. I'm sending this link to everyone I know because I will feel famous. You know, my 15 seconds. I'm in the television. <laughs> well, almost. Um, I just I think it's really cool that you're doing these um, this podcasts and I'm honored that you um, made me a part of them so thank you I was very happy that you said yes uh, it was a pretty pretty cool interview so many thanks for that you're welcome thank talk you. to you soon you know, right. we have the next meeting the 29th of January yeah. Yes, I haven't been in a while, but I will be there. Okay, thank you, Kyla. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Thanks. Bye. <laughs>